Hello, my name is Yemi. And my name is Ijoma. And together we host Africa in My Kitchen, a podcast that is produced by Tunuka Media. This fun podcast explores meals from each country in Africa. We talk about the country, discuss the meal itself, and draw from our experiences to share why we are, or are not, excited about the meal. A new episode airs every two weeks. So John is for the hits, the misses, the laughs, and the cringes as we eat our way across the continent. Come back often, share with your friends, and add the podcast to your regular podcast rotation wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, it's time for this week's episode. Bonjour. Hello. We hope you are all doing well and staying sane and being safe. Today's cooking story is from the Democratic Republic of Congo, and we also bring you some words of wisdom from there. It's a little proverb that says, little by little, grow the bananas. And I think that's really cool. So it's basically like a message saying, just do the best you can with what you have and take things one step at a time. Exactly. And when I saw this uh, proverb for the first time, it really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um Especially because everyone in this time is going through the same thing Mm -hmm. at different paces and in different life stages. Yes. So do the best you can with what you have, with the opportunities that you have around you. And, you know, we're all in this together. We'll get through it. And we'll, God willing, see each other at the end. Yes. All right. So let's uh, launch into this week's episode The DRC, or the Democratic Republic of Congo, I'll say DRC for most of it, is the largest country in sub-Saharan Africa, and it's the second largest on the continent after Algeria when measured by landmass. Over 200 languages are spoken in the country, and the population is about 84 million people. It is in Central Africa, and its neighboring countries are Central African Republic, Tanzania, Uganda, South Sudan, Burundi, Angola, Zambia, Rwanda, the Angolan exclave of Cabrinda, and the Republic of Congo. It shares its borders with a lot of countries. If you listen to our episode on the Republic of Congo, you might remember we said that the DRC and the Republic of Congo are two separate countries with similar names. They were never actually part of the same country, but between the 14th and the 19th century, different parts of both countries were part of the Congo Kingdom. And then in the 19th century, the Republic of Congo was colonized by the French and the Democratic Republic of Congo was colonized by Belgium. Mm -hmm. Either way, the two countries are very close culturally and a lot of their cuisine is shared. Both countries' capital cities are actually right across from each other and only separated by the Congo River. So you have the capital city of the DRC, which is Kinshasa, and the capital city of the Republic of Congo, which is Brazzaville. And to differentiate between the two countries, people often refer to them by their capital names. So the DRC, for instance, a lot of people call Congo Kinshasa. And the Republic of Congo, a lot of people call Congo Brazzaville. Yeah, and from what we found, there is a lot of bureaucracy involved in terms of document checks. But the crossing itself really doesn't take very long. The official language of the DRC is French, but there are also four national languages as well. This includes Lingala, Swahili, Shibluba, and Kituba, also known as Kikongo. That's right. And just to add a little bit to what Yemi said when she was referring to the crossing, it's basically we're talking about how easy it is to get from Kinshasa to Brazzaville. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You can, I think you can actually take a boat and be there in about 30 minutes. The crossing itself is about 30 minutes. So where you might find a bit of a struggle is maybe during police checks, like getting to the harbor and getting off, embarking and disembarking and stuff like that. Yeah. But I found it interesting. I didn't even realize that they speak Swahili in Congo because I always associate Swahili with uh, Kenya and Tanzania. So I was very surprised to see that. But yeah. yeah. We're learning stuff over here. Food for the belly, food for the brain. That's right. (laughs) All right. So, uh, as usual, we picked a couple of Congolese dishes to talk about a little bit. We have one is called fumboa, and it's like a vegetable stew that you cook with peanuts and palm oil. Again, peanuts. We see peanuts all the time. So you have that. Um, Fumbwa is one of those greens. If you're from Africa, fumbwa is one of those greens that are very popular, but people know by different names. So for instance, in Gabon or Angola, they call it coco. In Nigeria, they call it afang. And I think um, I think the Ibibio and the Efik. Mm-hmm, yep. yeah, in Eastern Nigeria, eat that. There's also liboke, which is a method of cooking in banana leaves. And I think in one of the episodes, we talked about that, and I couldn't remember what it was called. So I think it's... Is that pronounced liboke, which I think is lingala, or it's libok, which would be French, but I think it's liboke. And that's just a cooking method. You cook something and steam it in banana leaves to give it a flavor, which apparently Yami has. Yeah, noticed. like um, we do a lot of steamed beans um, where we cook it and people may know it as moi moi, you know, and it's has a very distinctive flavor when you cook in um, the banana leaves. So I do encourage if you ever have the opportunity to eat some kind of food that has been cooked in banana leaves, I would really encourage you to try it. It's a treat you would not soon forget. Mm. I found out recently from watching the show that another country that cooks in banana leaves is Brazil. Specifically, um, there's a region called Salvador Bahia. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's a lot of like Afrocentric or African-influenced food. And so that's another place. Um, but moving on, there's also Safu. That's another, it's more like a, I don't know, I think you would call it like a fruit. So it's called African pear or butter fruit. <sighs> from where I come from in Nigeria, it's called ube. I do not like ube. And I'm dedicating this to a friend of mine. I won't say her name, but she <laughs> loves ube. Like she will sell you for ube. We oh have this God. fight every single time. <laughs> really? It's, it's, it's not me. I'm no, just saying it's not me. No, it's not her. I don't even know if you would like it. I, I, I actually do like ube. Oh, you like ube? Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's like a weird avocado hybrid it's that's so sour. Good. I don't. I, I I seem to be the only evil person that cannot stand this thing. I don't like it. They will soon disown me. Anyway, moving on. There is also lituma, which is baked mashed plantain. It sounds absolutely delicious because plantain is good regardless of how you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, We're about to massacre this. Shite kutaku, also called spinach sauce. Um, sakasaka pondu. I just like that name. It just makes you want to dance. Cassava leaves, which we featured when we covered the Republic of Congo. Yeah, Saka Saka Opondu. Dongo Dongo, and it's an okra-based soup. We're not making Ijama make it because, you know, we know what happened last time. Oh my God, let it go. Hashtag Angola. Oh my God. Guys, let it go. Anyway, and we have Moamb. And Moamb is our feature dish. So I found out Moamb is actually, it seems to be like a, Belgian influenced pronunciation of the word. So the Lingala version is actually pronounced Moambe or Mwambe. But Moamb is basically a, so- a stew made of palm butter or palm fruit or palm, I think it's also called palm cream. There's a little problem with this dish in that 
When we try to figure out what the main ingredient was, some sources say it is a stew made from peanut butter, and some say it is made from this palm butter from the palm tree. And it was a bit confusing because I talked to people, I looked online, I did some research, I looked at like examples of cookbooks, and they were just divided. So we'd see examples of peanut butter saying, okay, this dish is made from peanut butter primarily, and that's the peanut butter, a little bit of tomatoes, and some palm oil. And then when this person made it, the person got yelled at on the blog by a Congolese person who said, no, this is not muam at all. Muam is made from palm nut and palm, palm nut cream or palm butter. So I talked to a friend of mine who's Congolese and he said, well, no, it is peanut made with tomatoes and palm. But by that time, we'd already made this version. And the person, the, the recipe this came from was from a Congolese person as well. So we were like, OK, we've already made a couple peanut dishes. We're going to go with the palm nut version. Yeah. So disclaimer, guys, this is the palm nut or palm butter version. And just a little quick note on palm butter or palm nut or palm cream, whichever one you call it. It's, it's different from palm oil. I don't know exactly how palm oil is extracted, but this is you take the actual fruit that it comes from. And instead of an extraction process, the most traditional way I recall is that you boil this fruit. It's like a red fruit, a bunch of red fruit, and you boil it. And then you kind of pound it mm-hmm. to get the pulp out. And it's the same thing that is also used for a soup in Nigeria called banga. And also in Ghana, I think it's called a benkwan. And I remember my grandmother, on my mom's side, actually, that was my first memory of her, mm-hmm. of her being in our house. And then my mom going, oh, your mom is, my mom is going to make you soup. And that's every time I associated my, my grandmother with that soup. So it's kind of like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Yeah, and this was my very first foray into palm butter. So I had never had banga soup before. So this was my very first foray, and it was pretty good pretty good okay so how about jump into the ingredients Mm -hmm. so what you need for pule moam this so sorry just to backtrack a little bit it's moam is we're going to assume the moam is the palm butter but pule moam pule is french for chicken so this is like a chicken palm nut stew dish i guess you would call it so you need chicken pieces cotton washed the palm cream most of the time this can come in a tin so you already have the palm cream in a tin and you can find that in most African stores. You're good to go already. You need some water to dilute the palm cream. You need like your bouillon cube because we, we need to cook with Maggi or something. We just, you can't cook without it. Onions, some spring onions, garlic, habanero pepper, vegetable oil, some bay leaves, salt, and black pepper. So regarding the cooking process, you season your chicken with salt and pepper. I threw in a little bit of paprika just to give it a bit of smokiness. And then you brown the chicken in a little bit of oil. You blend your onions, your garlic, and one habanero pepper, guys. You blend one habanero pepper, even though it calls for two. You blend one together with this onions and garlic into the paste. You fry the paste. You add the palm cream and add the water, add the bay leaves and the bouillon cube. You add the chicken Add in the other habanero whole. I'm emphasizing this because we talked about chicken kijanu a couple weeks before and that was that was fun. Go back and listen to that one. Mm-hmm. But you add in this habanero whole, adding your salt and your pepper, and you basically just keep watching it and stirring it and allow it to simmer for about 40 minutes. And then you're done. So one of the things you can serve chicken or pule muamb with is steamed plantain or chikwang, which is a kind of cassava. I personally had it with rice, and I don't know what Yemi had it with. I had mine with pasta. <laughs> Interesting. I had mine with pasta, guys. I'm so spoiled. I really love pasta. It's like my favorite. 
Hmm. What did you think of it? I liked it. I think the creaminess of it really worked well with pasta. Right. Um, it was the appropriate amount of hot. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you with a side eye. Yes, I can see. I can see. And that's because she wanted to murder my stomach. It's okay. In the last episode. It's okay. With how much pepper she added. Calm down. Anyway. It was really nice. Like, it was really creamy. And I can say, like, for my first foray into palm butter, it was in, it was it was just an interesting, different texture. It kind of had the palm, the flavor. So, if you're familiar with palm oil, there's a certain flavor that comes with it. Now, what this does is that it takes that flavor, and rather than making it oily, it's creamier. So it's actually a very nice way of getting the same type of flavor, but having it in a very different kind of system. I don't know how else to put it. But I liked it. Um, The one thing that I wasn't a fan of too much is because palm oil tends to have this almost fatty aftertaste. So for those who are watching their waistlines, Maybe you might want to go easy when you spread this over your food. It's really good. I went back for a second. So, yeah. In a weird way, even though it didn't have the elements of any curry in it, it kind of made me think. It did. It made a, me think of curry too. I don't know why. It was very odd. I, I did. It, it did make me think of a curry sauce. But I know what you mean about the creaminess. That's one of the reasons why I like banga soups and all this it has that that hint of creaminess but i think this was even a little bit thicker and i can definitely see how it would go well with the pasta Mm -hmm. so for lack of how to describe it better i would just say it kind of made me think of a slightly spicy curry yeah so if you if you've had and the curry we're referring to is not just the curry sauce so if you've had like the indian curry usually that's it's really Mm -hmm. popular in indian restaurants or east asian restaurants um, they have the Indian curry. So that curry, which is really thick, but also creamy. Mm-hmm. And then it has almost like a very distinct flavor. Mm-hmm. The consistency, I think, is very, it, very f- similar. Yeah, I think it's the consistency. Yeah, yeah not the taste. The taste no. is very different. Yes. But the consistency, for sure. If yeah. you want to think of, if you want to picture in your mind what the consistency would probably feel like in your mouth, that is what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though we've said, the thing is, it, it is... Palm butter or anything from the palm tree is really high. And I think it's beta carotene, which you also find in carrots, which gives that distinct orange color. Mm-hmm. It is a fatty dish, but I'm coming from the perspective of like many dishes, you eat in moderation, right? Of course. You will not, I don't recommend eating pule moam every day for a month. Lord, That's no. probably not a good idea. It may no. not be good for your, your heart or your like your arteries or something like that. But no, otherwise, I actually think so far... This is almost like my favorite dish. Okay. It beats kachupa for me. Really? Mine is still kachupa. Um, I I like this one, but I think kachupa, the idea of, I really like beans. Oh, that's why. Okay, that makes sense. Like, I really like beans and I like beans even more when there's meat in it. So here we go. Simple as that. Oh. So can we agree that this one at least was a hit? Yes, I think we can. And I think I will make it again for myself. I'll come over. I won't tell you when I'm making it. Why? Keep going. Oh, you're the best and the worst. Thank you, Congo, for this dish. And thank you all for listening and coming along on this journey with us. We do not take you for granted. Till our next episode. See ya.
As a reminder, the podcast is released every two weeks. Follow Tunuka Media on social media, including Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with us and be on the forefront of upcoming shows and program schedules. Links are in the show notes. Africa in My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, follow my page, 234 Pantry, for more food-related content and fun facts about dishes and ingredients. Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host, with more shows on the way. Like and subscribe, and if you learn something new, support the show by giving Africa in My Kitchen a high rating wherever you listen. This helps the show grow and gets more people, just like you, to learn also. So until next time, bye! bye.